0: This is K-Pop Sunday, brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday.
1: We are your hosts, Old R, Men, and JR. Hi, and welcome to episode 46, or season 3, episode 2. This is the continuation of our previous episode, which was all about the boy group slab of 2012. So if you haven't heard of that one, you should definitely go back and listen to it. But today, we're gonna be talking about some notable girl groups that debuted in 2012 and we're gonna see what they did for their debut and a little bit about what they're doing now.
2: So let's just begin. So for this episode, like the last one, we will be focusing on six groups in particular. However, there were many more female artists and groups that debuted in 2012. We won't be covering some of these artists here because we brought them up on previous episodes. So here are some of the ones we don't shut up about. Spica, Glam, and Lehigh. We'll probably be making episodes on them in the future, but for today, we will not be focusing on them at all. Oldar, why don't you start us off with the first group? The first group we want to talk about is AOA, which is short for Ace of Angels.
0: On July 30th, 2012, Haejong, Jimin, Choa, Sohyun, Mina, Yuna, and Chanmi were introduced to the world with an angel concept, as well as guest member Yukyeong, who was supposed to be half-angel. They were FNC's first girl group, and anyone familiar with the company before AOA's debut could have reasonably expected the group to be a band. That assumption is partly correct, as when their debut track, Elvis, was released, this included AOA's first subunit, AOA Black. This subunit was a band and featured keyboard, guitars, and a bass guitar played by members Jimin, Choa, Mina, Yuna, and Yoo Kyung. There are two versions of the music video for Elvis, with the first showing the main seven members arriving on Earth and dancing, while the other version just shows the band. Unfortunately, over time AOA Black stopped having releases in favor of promotions that focused on the group's sexy choreography. The group came to be well known for these concepts with songs like Miniskirt and Like a Cat. However, my personal favorite song is Short Hair, because the lyrics are about going through a rough time and recalling when things were better back when they had short hair. It's kind of like someone going through a reset, and since it's different from their usual title tracks, it stands out to me. My original favorite from them was Excuse Me, but then as I was, you know, doing research on them for this, I went back and looked at the music video, and I really hate some of the outfits and the (laughs) dance. So it's like I cannot stand this. I I prefer short hair way more. Do you guys have a favorite song
2: about AOA? There's a couple. Is "Excuse Me" the one with the detective concept? Yes. Okay. Yes, in which yeah, was yeah, so I really like "Excuse Me." And then there's the other one that I hold on. I gotta find the name of Bing Bing. Oh. No. Is it the weather magician no, no, no. like a cat? No, 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 no. Is it that one? Oh, Heart Attack. Heart Attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Heart Attack too. That's a good one. That one's, I feel like, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that one, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, they have some They have some good stuff. I feel like a lot of the time people kind of write them off because they really play up on the sexy part of their concept. And so they're like, yeah. oh, they just, they you know, people like them because they're pretty and they have nice bodies. And it's like, yeah, but their music is kind of catchy and they have some really good vocals in there. I personally was never a fan of Jimin's yeah. rap. I just, I think, meh. But otherwise. I like her voice. I don't. That's my problem. I don't like her voice. She's very whiny.
0: <laughs> I like her in the context of AOA. Like when she did her collab with Jade on, mm. I didn't like it there. But when she's mixed with the other members, I feel like she fits. But she also stands out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Ellie stands out from the rest of EXID. Right, right, right. That's
1: what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah.
2: What about you, Min? I really like most of their
1: dances, because like, their songs are really catchy, and their dances are also really catchy. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're good. They do good songs. They just
0: seemed fun. That was the other thing yeah. that I really liked about AOA, when, regardless of whatever concept they did, they looked fun. Mm. Like, it looked like something enjoyable. I know some of them they didn't like, or they thought were cringe, but I thought they were just, I don't know, I thought they were more enjoyable than anything else. But I really do also like their debut track because that's also like when you have it with the band, it's just mm-hmm. nice. Especially with like the bass. I really enjoy that. Even so, let's talk about where the group stands almost 10 years later after debut. Currently, only Chan Chanmi, and Hyun remain in the group, but they haven't released music as a trio yet. As for the rest of the members, Yoo was the first to leave as AOA Black was phased out and is very busy nowadays and she still plays drums. Choa is currently a solo artist and Yuna is now a yoga instructor. As for Mina, she was an actress for quite a while, but she has mostly gone quiet after a long row with Jimin and social media. As for the leader herself, Jimin is slowly returning to social media but has left the group and FNC as well. However, where the members will eventually settle is still too early to determine at this time. So, what about
2: our next group? The next group we are going to be talking about is Hello Venus. The members were as follows: Alice, Nara, Yu Ara, Yunjo, Lime, Yu Young, So and Yoram. Something interesting about this group was that it was a joint effort between Fantagio and Pledis Entertainment. Four members were from Fantagio, and three from Pledis. However, two years after debut. Yoo Ara and Yunjo left the group, and the group would then be fully managed by Fantagio. Following this change, two members from i-teen would be added to make the group six again. Their fandom name was Hello Cupid, and their group color was lime green. So now that all that is out of the way, Hello Venus debuted on May tenth, twenty twelve. Their debut track, Venus, is a cute, upbeat song where the members are singing about them being their significant other's Venus. They are dressed in girly outfits and fit the idea of a modern goddess really well. Something fun about the music video is that you can pick out male trainees from both Fantagio and Pledis as extras. So it's like a little game.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
2: okay, so let's talk a little bit about their debut concept. According to their promotional materials, Quote, Hello Venus will depart from the classic beauty and love image of the goddess Venus. Instead, it will create a new 21st century friendly and welcoming type of Venus image. Unquote. However, this concept would not be used following the lineup changes and the group would return with a sexy concept that would bring them their most well-known tracks. The group is well known for their company troubles, as many from this time are, and also for their abrupt concept change. We have talked about this in the past, but groups like this usually use concept changes to bolster their standing in the public eye. As you will see in the next section, it didn't have the effect that was desired, and after their 2017 comeback, they would not return with new music, even though they would disband two years later. In terms of sales, their debut song did the best. However, because of their hiatus due to the company's problems, their sales started to really deteriorate. If you ask people about this group today, their most well-known tracks would likely be Sticky Sticky and Wiggle Wiggle because of the concepts. So my knowledge of Hello Venus was incredibly minimal prior to working on this script, so I did something of a mini deep dive into their discography and found that my favorite track was I'm Ill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The song is super catchy, and I'm a fan of the 2015 sound in general. That's the year the song came out, because that's when I got into K-pop. And one of my favorite parts about the music video was their hair. All of the hairstyles were incredible, so pretty, really big fan of that. It's good. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite Hello Venus song by any chance?
0: I'm Ill is my favorite, like, just like you. I've liked their debut song, but then I'm Ill came out and it's like, oh no, they were yet another one of the groups from those times where they were originally cute and then they switched to sexy when sales weren't doing well. And the music video looks very low budget, (laughs) like, where, like, they're dancing, especially you could see, and it's very, like, overly sexy, but it's also very catchy, and I think that the dance is kind of fun. It's a bit too much at times, but, like, I thought it was kind Mm -hmm. of enjoyable even though I think the worst part of that whole thing was the costume For I'm Ill? Like certain members. Yeah, there's certain members who really got screwed over, I feel like. <laughs> if you look at like their styling and yeah. other stuff that Hello Venus mm-hmm. did,
2: there's certain members that really got screwed yeah. over. I feel like it's not as overtly sexy as Sticky Sticky or Wiggle Wiggle, but mm-hmm. it still is a bit much. I
1: like it. I even did a dance cover of I'm Ill many, many years ago mysterious is
2: also good though mm-hmm. not as good as i'm L, but it's still look at that is this the first time we've all been in like uh what is the word uh, yeah we've all been in agreement about like which yeah. song we all love i feel like it might be i cool. think so Isabop. bop what is the group doing now though on april 19th 2019 Fantagio announced that the girls contracts were coming to an end in may and with that they would end their time as members of hello venus May 8th is considered their official disbandment date. However, multiple members are still active in the industry, with almost all of them acting in some capacity. Nada is the most well-known member as she has been in multiple smash hit dramas such as Suspicious Partner and Itaewon Class. Overall, Hello Venus was the victim of not one, but two companies. Unfortunately, they were unable to capitalize on the hype of their debut and eventually came to a quiet end, seven years after being introduced to the public. However, their members were able to overcome this and make their own way through other avenues in the entertainment industry. All right, Min, take us to the midway point. Now, let's continue on with EXID, or EXIT,
1: which is short for Exceed in Dreaming. And the group is sometimes referred to as Exceed. But I, as a Scandinavian, will call them EXIT, because that's what I've heard everybody around me say, that, so that's, that's what it is. At debut, the members were Yuhi, Hani, Haeryong, Yonghua, Ellie, and Dami. They were produced by She's a Dog Tiger at AB Entertainment, and right before debut, Ellie, who was already a part of the music industry, released the collab track Whenever You Play That Song with Hoka, which ranked higher than IU's You and I on Soribada's weekly chart by the third week. And Yonghua also appeared in the music video for the collab track. Which was a great way for the public to be introduced to her and look forward to the debut of the group. Exit's debut was supposed to come soon after in January, but had to be postponed due to L.E. sustaining a leg injury. Nonetheless, Exit finally debuted on February 16th, 2012, with Who's That Girl? Their debut showcase was two days prior, and was well attended by media and idols alike, including Kwonki and members of 4Minute. Their debut concept was often dubbed by the media as being cheek, sexy, and charismatic, but for today's standards, it's a bit more... quirky, I guess? Mm Mhm. It's hard to describe. Time has moved on. (laughs) It is not a timeless song, it's a good song, but it's not timeless. (laughs) While they had a strong start, they didn't become a major success until two years later in 2014 when a fan camp that focused on Honey during a performance of Up and Down and shot the group to unexpected popularity. Up and Down became their first number one single and is a song that the group will never be allowed to stop performing because it's their most popular song. And they are forced to perform it forever and ever and ever. (laughs) My personal favorite song of theirs is probably I Feel Good, because it's just perfect, but DDD and I Love You, both great. Chef's Kiss. Love them. Wonderful. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Can you tell I like Exit? Maybe not. Anyway, what about you guys? Do you guys <laughs> like any of their songs? Have any opinions?
2: Vibes? Yeah, Exit is like a whole, I don't really know that well. I know Hani because she's been in every single reality and variety show that has ever aired (laughs) in South Korea. That's one of the things that happens when a group, like, skyrockets. They just, they stick their most popular member in every single thing that comes across the table, you know? And I really like her. I don't want, I don't say that to be like, I'm so sick of seeing her face. Not at all. I think she's great. I think she's funny. But overall, I don't know their music very well, except for I Love You. And that's because Spotify, like, you know, when you're done with a playlist on Spotify and they keep on playing music. Yeah. That's how I found I Love You. And I love that song. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. right. <laughs> but yeah, that song is one of my favorites. I think I've actually mentioned it. Like, when, when I say one of my favorites, I mean, like, one of my favorite K-pop songs of all time. It's so catchy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's really the only other exit song I know besides Up and Down.
0: For me, I think that for a long time my favorite
2: was Every Night because
0: that was the first song I heard of theirs. And the music video was very iconic. Yes. Even though people have forgotten a lot of it, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the whole them with the color of the peppers they were blending was so vibrant, obviously on purpose, because everything else is grayscale. Yeah. And then them just poisoning everyone, (laughs) and then them dancing, wearing hot pants and these really tall heels while wearing gas masks, absolutely iconic. Like, it really, (laughs) if you haven't seen it, you probably should just because the visual alone. Although there's also that one really gross part of it. But that was my favorite for a long time. But I really like I Love You. Because I remember seeing the music video and I was just like, this is not the group that I was expecting. I I mainly knew them for every night and then DDD. So then seeing them and I Love You, it was kind mm-hmm. of fun. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just, they look like they're having fun. And it's kind of goofy. Very
1: enjoyable. That's my favorite. Ten years later, the group is still going, but has a slightly different lineup. And they also haven't released a music since 2020, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Yuji, who was EXID's original leader, Dami and Heryoung left and ended up re-debuting as three of the members of Bestie in 2013, also a top tier girl group. In 2012, Hyelin and Solji joined the group, Solji ended up being Exit's new leader as she had previous experience in the industry, and currently EXID has Ellie, Hani, Sol Solji, and Hyelin as members, but they are no longer with their old company which is good for them, honestly. Mm -hmm. So now let's move on to another feisty girls group. I don't know. I can't do the puns.
0: (laughs) Feisty. That's very interesting (laughs) because we're actually talking about Fiesta. I don't know if they were feisty, but close enough. (laughs) They debuted on August 31st, 2012 with six members. Jay, Chao Lu, Yeji, Amy, Cheska, and Lindsay. It was a multinational group made up of Chinese, Korean, and American members. Fiesta was a combination of two words, the Spanish word fiesta, which means festival, and star. This was decided because, according to their agency, Loan Entertainment, quote, it contains the meaning of becoming a festival-like group in the music industry, delivering on passion and joy to everyone who listens to music that is always exciting and energetic, unquote. There was a lot of hype around this group as they were juniors of beloved labelmate IU, which we've already talked about on a previous episode from season two. Go listen to those if you haven't yet. They participated in a Summer Project album with her before debut called Summer Story. They interacted well and IU later visited the set while they were filming their debut music video. IU's support wasn't where the hype ended, however, because the music video for their debut song had an appearance from Chia Junsu, which was very uncommon at that time, so a lot of hype, a lot of Cassies were like, yes, we're here for this. But that wasn't where the name dropping ended, because Tiger JK was impressed with Yeji's rap skills and accepted an offer of doing a song with her for Fiesta's debut single. Also, the song was called Wicked, which is a great name for a song. With high expectations, the group debuted with the song Vista, which was a hybrid dance song about the excitement of Fiesta's first step into the industry. At debut, their concept was bright and fresh, but they're well known for their somber and sexy concepts. However, while I was watching vlogs the groups did, it was very apparent that the bright and fresh concept was their personality and not just a concept for their early songs, which was rather enjoyable to watch. Nonetheless, Fiesta's most well-known song is probably You're Pitiful, which had a sad but sexy concept. However, I'm sure quite a number of people are unaware they're familiar with another Fiesta song, I Don't Know, because the intro of it tends to be used on variety shows when something shocking is about to happen. It's where, like, there's the, oh, and then, like, there's this popping sound that happens. That's what you're hearing. That's Fiesta. Personally, my favorite song of theirs is Vista because I first heard it in 2013. And that was the first K-pop song I'd enjoyed in quite some time. When making a morning playlist, this song is always first on there because it's really good for hyping you up.
1: It's a good song.
0: It is. I really enjoy it also because the styling wasn't very common at that time period. Like they're wearing jeans and they have t-shirts that are kind of fitted, but it looks very Mm. casual and like something very comfortable.
1: I really like your pitiful, but I also strongly vibe with apple
2: pie. It was cute. I like mm. it. I don't know if I have ever heard a Fiesta star song. I know <laughs> of Chow Lu and but Chow Lu. Yeah, only her. Because <laughs> they put her on a lot of variety shows. And I like her as well. <laughs> She's really funny. But yeah, I don't know their music, unfortunately.
0: I guarantee, JR, because you watch a lot of variety shows.
2: Yeah, you would I got I, I don't up. know.
0: I guarantee you've heard it. Because... It is very, it's a very suspicious song. I'll just say it like that. It's very suspicious. It's like, who's the person who wrote this? I've got questions for you. (laughs) But it's very catchy. And the dance is kind of fun too. And like the music video, well, parts of the music video look Mm -hmm. really fun. So it's one of those songs where it's like, you've probably heard it. You just don't know you've heard it. Kind of like we've talked about this before, with like a certain K-drama OSTs where it's like, You've heard this song before, you just didn't know it was from a K-drama, or what the K-drama was. So this one, I guarantee people have heard. Unfortunately, though, no matter how much we enjoy them, the group disbanded in 2018. Cheska left the group in 2014 and was starting to go in the direction of being a solo artist, but as of this episode, she hasn't released anything in a few years. As for the rest of the members who stayed to the end, Chow Lu is starting to work in China after having difficulty with earning an income in Korea, which is very understandable because she's technically a foreigner, and I don't know what restrictions were mm-hmm. on her visa. I assume her original visa was for entertainment, but I don't know like all the restrictions that come from it, so I think that might have been part of it because she did a yeah, lot of variety did. shows like she was in a lot of stuff, but also companies taking. An absurd cut, too, is also a problem. However, with Jay and Lindsay, they are both acting, and Heimi is a solo artist who last released a single in 2019, as of recording this episode. Because who knows, she might drop something right before we (laughs) drop this. Meanwhile, Yeji is the most active in the group who's still in music. She is a solo artist who has released a lot of music since the group ended. Hopefully, they will all find happiness and financial success in their solo endeavors. Let's talk about our next person.
2: Yes, our next artist is Juniel. She is a solo artist that has been under a couple of entertainment companies throughout her career, including FNC and C9 Entertainment. As of 2022, she has not yet signed on with another company. Her fandom name is Vanilla, and she does not have a fan color. Unfortunately. Oh, she, I she could have gone with
0: vanilla or banana and vanilla.
2: Anyway, Juniel is unique in that she had actually debuted in Japan on April 29th, 2011, and had released a handful of Japanese singles before her South Korean debut. Prior to her Korean debut, she released a song with CN Blue's Jung Young Hwa entitled Fool. Soon after that, on June 7th, 2012, she made her official Korean debut with a song about first love called Illa Illa. Her debut concept was very vibrant and youthful. Her music videos often featured her in dresses, playing her guitar as she wears a sweet smile. An interesting thing that I found while researching was that she was often compared to IU due to them both being solo artists, being of similar ages, and having a similar singer-songwriter aesthetic. Overall, she hasn't had too much of a shift in concept, though she does give off a more mature vibe now. From the beginning of her career, Juniel gained notoriety for her skill set. As an article from Soompi stated, quote, Music industry observers remarked that Juniel's fresh beauty, guitar playing, and songwriting skills set her apart from the other rookies. She is also gaining attention for her ability to evoke delicate feelings through her acting in music videos, unquote. Her most well-known track in terms of sales, views, and listens is her pre-debut track, Fool. This could be attributed to the fact that Zheng Yanghua was a collaborator, so he brought in CN Blue fans. While her other works do not have the same numbers, they still hold up fairly well on their own. My personal favorite track of hers is her debut song, Illa Illa, because it's super pretty and really is a solid first release to the public, in my opinion. Now, Min, she mostly does ballads, so I assume you don't <laughs> you don't feel strongly about her. I don't think I've actually heard any of Juniel's songs, so I can't really comment here. <laughs> That's fair. They're all ballads. You wouldn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> fair. What about you, Old R? I'm trying to
0: look it up because I just remembered that there was one or two songs of hers that I liked back when I was using Pandora, so mm. I'm trying to look through my likes to try to find it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Find it. Unfortunately, there's like over a thousand songs that I liked. <laughs> Because I had multiple stations. So it's like, oh, shoot. Of course, they put all my likes in one thing, not just... Oh, Fool. That's that's the Fool, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-debut yeah, so, track. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really so good. Yeah, totally Yeah, good. I
2: think Yonghua's voice with hers was a really nice combination. So, good stuff. Hasn't she also done a lot of OSTs? She has done quite a few. Nothing in recent years, as far as I know. I could be wrong about that. I will double check to make sure.
0: Well, I don't watch recent stuff anyway, so that's fine. But I know that I've heard a lot of her OST stuff and liked them. Mm But Fool, I think, though, was like the first one that really introduced me to her, like, by name, not just her voice. Got you.
2: She seemed to have a really solid start, but according to her NAMU wiki, FNC actually marketed her as the second IU, and that ended up having adverse effects, unsurprisingly. She really disliked this, and it eventually led to fewer promotions and her leaving the company altogether. While at C9 Entertainment, her next company, she didn't have many promotions either. Unfortunately, she was unable to capitalize on her debut popularity due to this. So we try to have these episodes scripted and recorded a few months before they're actually released, so if anything new comes out between now and then, I'll have an added note. But with that disclaimer out of the way, Juniel has not been active since her ninth debut anniversary in 2021. This year, as with all the other artists we have talked about, it will be her 10th anniversary. So it's likely that she'll have something to celebrate it. If not, hopefully. Yeah, if not, it'll probably just be like a post saying, yay, 10 years. Which is sad because she has a really beautiful voice. And I wish we got to hear more of it. Did she have a YouTube channel? No, I didn't find a YouTube channel. Maybe there okay. is. I was gonna say maybe I missed it. I was to say because what if she has that
0: or the yellow? That's not that's not the right word. But the orange app where Jay used to upload music on SoundCloud. What's that app? SoundCloud. Doesn't, yeah, she yeah. doesn't have one either. Okay, I
2: I haven't seen anything. She was completely dark from. My research. I could have missed things, for sure. I can check again. But yeah, she's been out of the public eye. She has not posted anything, I believe, even since her ninth anniversary. So Yeah, she tweets and she's got Facebook. But I don't Mm -hmm. see anything else. But I don't think there's anything recent on any of her social media. Right. So. Double check. It's unfortunate. All right, Min. What's our final group? And what did they do? Our final group of the day is Hurricane Pop, who first
1: debuted in China on January 11th, 2012, by Chrome Entertainment. The members at debut were Choa, Soyur, Serang, Gumi, and Ellen. Their debut press conference was attended by about 30 different media outlets, and their retro-sounding debut song, "Bing Bing" was written by Song Jihoon from the first-gen group, D-Bass. They quickly grew their fanbase and looked like they were off to a very good start. However, you might know them better from their Korean promotions a few months later, where in May they appeared in Korea as Crayon Pop, with their new member, Wei, replacing Serang. The name Crayon Pop meant that they would show their own colors on the drawing paper of music. They appeared at many events, and already had offers to do CFs, and were building a fanbase in Japan. The group finally made their highly anticipated Korean debut in mid-July, with the song Saturday Night. They had a fun concept because they were a group meant for interacting with their audience, such as how their dance moves were meant to be easily learned by their fans so they could dance with them. That's cute. Yeah. However, Crayon Pop is best known for the release of Bar, Bar Bar in 2013 because it slowly went viral. From the catchy song and the visuals to the Series 5 cylinder dance, it was enjoyed by the public. And almost two months after the initial release, they hit number one on multiple music charts. And they even made a second music video for the song Bar Bar, Bar 2.0 global version. And they even played at Lady Gaga concerts. To warm up the crowd, to hype up the crowd for Lady Gaga. The opening act. Back when Barbar Bark. Yeah, that's what it's called. I don't know words. It was a good time. (laughs) Anyhow, my personal favorite songs by them would probably be Saturday Night and Lonely Christmas. But Dancing Queen, though? Dancing Queen is probably the one that I have the most love for. I don't know. I like all their songs. They're great. Maybe not the Japanese songs, because I didn't listen to them that much. Love most of their songs, too. They're, they're all good. <laughs> Do you have opinions? Words? Crayon Pop? Do any
0: of you like Crayon Pop? Yes. I was trying to, I was trying to like leave room for JR to go before me, <laughs> just to be polite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just like the whole concept of Crayon Pop. They are just a fun group. I really enjoy groups where they are meant to be interactive with their audience, not just we put on a performance and it's very staticky and stuff. Cranpop is one of those that's really good at interacting with their audience and they just look like fun and how netizens were talking about them from pretty much the beginning until like they got to bar, bar, bar was just, this is fun. That was typically how they were described and how people reacted to them. It's like, this is a fun group. Yeah. They're really good at entertaining people and making them feel good. My personal favorite is probably bar, bar, bar just because... I love the concept of them going to that theme park that's been in, which were, I think it's like seven bucks to film there all day. It's something really cheap <laughs> and just, there were people who used it before and obviously after them, but I think their use of it was the best because you weren't expecting it. It really came out of left field to see these kids do that. And when I was looking at their Nama wiki, I love how people were talking about the comparison between them and Orange Caramel. And they said of Crampop Pop that Crampop Pop was more like Power Rangers. And I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love that
1: so much. <laughs> they even did a Power Rangers concept. Yeah. Uh, they did a singular Power Ranger concept at one point. It was
0: great. Yeah, I think they pulled off really well. So yeah, they're just enjoyable. I miss them very much.
2: Yeah, I think Bar 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 is probably the only song of theirs I know. And I don't remember how it sounds right now. Even though I know it's like You gotta most... get more fun into your I life. Oh, know, I know. It sounds like they're just a cute little quirky girl group that is just fun.
1: They bring joy. You need to step out of your ballads and go listen <laughs> I to don't something fun. Don't only listen to ballads, <laughs> Min. <mean>?
2: Goodness <But it's laughs> gracious. I feel called <laughs> I will. I'll listen to Greg. Since Kray you feel
1: called out, it means that I'm right.
0: <laughs> Something else I, I just remembered. I know that we're going to talk about this in, I think it would actually be the next episode, but there was a group who had a very sim, not a similar concept, but like a concept where, where the public thought they were pretty fun, but then they turned to sexy.
2: Mm. Like
0: they were just like, we're going to do like a switch to sexy because that's what people want. And then they matched the rest of the girl groups around that time who did that. And then guess who was the only one who was not doing that at that time or was one of the few? Crayon Pop. So that also made Bar Bar stand out. Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that other group who was also not, you know, conforming to like the sexy and the prettiness of it. They, they're they done. <laughs> like they're going into that now. So Crayon Pop really shined compared to everyone else who was releasing music at that time. Yeah. So when Barbara Bar Bar came out, that was also when, Girls' Days, Expect came out, which is incredible. I love that song so much. That's when Tiny G's Miss You came out. That was when... Oh, there was an... Oh, Ladies' Code, Pretty Pretty. There's a couple other ones that like big name songs that it's very easy to recognize, but they were all very polished and very serious, more like, or like very sexy, like. So Barbara Bar -Bar, really... There was nothing coming out like that at that time. So...
1: Yeah, the other fun girl group that was girl's day then they they were that group yeah they changed expectation or yeah expect expect
0: me expect i think the album name was expectation
1: oh yeah that was sort of like ooh, we're sexy now not so sad but it's such a girl's day had so many great fun songs they were so fun they have so many memorable songs
0: yeah like female president which did not age well Considering what happened to that president. Um, <laughs> Yikes. The, there's that one Alone song. No, not Alone.
1: But these are all from the sexy era. You gotta go back to the Twinkle Twinkle and Oh My God. Like those. Twinkle Twinkle was <laughs> those... the oh, sorry, great
0: Yeah. Twinkle Twinkle was the oh first God, one I heard. Oh my God, it's still
1: my favorite song. It was early, early, early days. Anyway, we're. <laughs> this is a tangent. It's gonna get cut. <laughs> it's gonna get cut. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, they really stood out compared to... Others at that time, they really held on to their same concept till the end of being fun and I have so much respect for them for that.
1: Unfortunately, they are not still active as a group, but their members do not consider Crayon Pop as being disbanded. At least, most of them don't. Currently, Ellen works for Afrika TV and on YouTube, but since her dating scam scandal, she hasn't really been seen with the other members. As for the rest of them, Gumi goes by the name Song Boram and works as an actress, and she got married in 2020 and now has kids, which is great. Cute. Choa does musicals and is active on YouTube, and her twin sister Wei
2: still does music, but also has a YouTube channel and a Twitch. Wait, wait, hold on. Choa was in it originally, and Wei was brought on later, but they're twins. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because okay. she was going to get into something else, and then they're like, she's like, no, my sister's coming here.
2: Wow.
0: And then they farmed strawberry milk. <laughs>
2: it was cute. great. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Continue. <laughs> that it also reminds me of Tasty. Also twins. The yeah. yeah. boyfriend had twins
2: too. We should do a twins Was that episode. in
0: 2012? Who? Boyfriend wasn't 2012, were they?
2: Boyfriend was 2011, I want to say. I want to say, but oh, I could be oh, wrong.
1: Turns out I've Googled this before. Yeah, 2011. Okay. All right. That was right. <laughs> Got you. Okay, cool. As for Soil, she was the first to leave the group and currently makes YouTube content with her husband and daughters. The members are still close and hoping to release
2: music together in the future. Of course, there are more than these groups that debuted in 2012, but we don't have time to go into depth about all of them. But we do have an episode on Tiny G coming out next month. In our script, we have a list at the bottom of indie artists and solo artists that also debuted in 2012. But before we go, here are some pop groups we want to mention. 15and, Evil, Gang Kids, Priti,
1: She's, Scarf, Sunny Days, Tahiti, The Sia, 2X, Rainbow Pixie, a rainbow subunit, TTS, a SNSD subunit.
0: Every year, we see more and more groups debut. However, over time, these groups blaze their own trails and have distinct legacies. At some point in the future, we hope to make episodes on these artists and go more into depth about them. So if you have one, you're like, I need to know the full history. We will do a deep dive on them. However, that's
2: it for today. JR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at k or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on August 7th. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.